Hello, and this is Mrs. Paranormal. It's 8.44 a.m. Wisconsin time, Monday morning. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you had a great New Year's Eve. Mine? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. I went out for a nice steak dinner at Texas Roadhouse. Yes, you guys. They have delicious steak uh, filet. <clears throat> yummy, yummy. Stuff was fully, what was it called? Um... And then they've got the baked potato that's got, like, the cheese and bacon and sour cream and butter. Oh, my God. It was so good. And then I had applesauce. And then I had, you know, obviously their biscuits, of course. And then appetizers were uh, pickles. Deep fried, of course. And then I had a sangria margarita <laughs> frozen with sugar. And he's like, "Do you, would you like an extra shot of... Tequila? I'm like, sure, why not? He's like, well, do you want Pro Patron or 1800? I'm like, I don't know. I don't do tequila. I'm thinking, okay, 1800. So the drink comes out. Gigantic margarita glass, you guys. Gigantic. To me, it was like fucking huge. And so much sugar around the rim. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, And there was this tube. And I thought, I'm like, what the hell is this? Is this like the straw? I'm like, oh, my God. No, the tube was full of tequila. <laughs> I swear, you guys, there was like two shots in there. I swear. But anyways, so I took it, dumped it in the tequila, the margarita, and of course I got brain freeze, and that was fucking awesome, because I don't usually do tequila, um, margaritas, but I actually, I couldn't even drink at all, you guys, because I had the tequila, uh, the, <laughs> the margarita and water and big meal, it was absolutely delicious, so if you guys have a Texas Roadhouse near you, and you're looking for a good, what I would consider a good steak, Go to TR, get the Dallas Filet. I get the small one, the six ounce, eight ounces, a little too much, even though it's not that much small, bigger. And I get it done medium. So yes, it's a little red inside, but it's so good. My mouth is drooling right now. I'm salivating. <laughs> and then obviously you get two sides to choose from. If you've never been to Texas Roadhouse, I recommend it. It's really good. No, this is not a promo for them. This is just for me to let you know. They have delicious steak. And they do season it. You you know, they get the nice grill marks on it. Oh, my God. You don't need to put salt on it. It is seasoned so well. So that was my New Year's Eve dinner. And then I came home and I gamed for a little while. And I fell asleep and I woke up at 1230. I know, right? I missed it by 30 minutes. <laughs> but I'm off today. So, yay. I'm going to go to the horses later on this afternoon. So, it's nice driving around in the morning because there's, like, nobody out there. There's no traffic, no nothing. So, I enjoyed that. Okay, so, anyways, you guys have a good New Year's Eve. If you want, you can email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com if you'd like. Or Facebook, Wisconsin Vescares of the Supernatural. Okay? So, yeah. So, we're going to stick to the same thing. Nothing's changing for, the, for this year that I'm aware of for the podcast. I'm going to keep cruising along like I have been, you know. If you guys are happy with it, I'm going to keep going with it. All right, so we're going to stick with Wisconsin because, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm really happy with these stories that I've been finding on here. Uh, the only thing is I have to make sure I don't read them twice. I did see one that mentioned in the first sentence. Um, yes, I've got my Duncan. And I changed it up. I put sweet cold, sweet cold foam on it. It's very good. Although the crew was all there this morning, their coffee wasn't the top, wasn't the best. Say which they're all kids that work there. You guys. I mean, they're like, I would say, 
Well, I'm at home. <laughs> it's only 27 degrees out, you guys. Sorry about that. Forgot to mention the forecast, and it is overcast. Yesterday was really cold, but yeah, I'm I'm at home. Anyways, uh, the crew was there, but they're like they're all under 30, so you know I get it. So, anyways, life goes on, right? Right. Today I'm gonna go to Big Beat though and get a um a crimson. What is it? A crimson. Um. <laughs> it's a cold drink with crimson. It tastes, it's a, like cranberry and some other stuff in it. And I'm going to get the pop and boba. I'm going to get that later today. So that, I think they're open all day today. Some places are closing early, which would you think they would open later, right? Not close earlier. That doesn't make sense to me. Okay. So I'm working off of my Galaxy tablet that I earned from work. For not calling out sick. I know, right? You get to build these points, and then if you don't call out sick, you can either use them monthly because you get like 100 points per month you don't call out sick or four hours or less. And if you don't use them, they accumulate at the end of the year. So I had over 700 points. So I got a Galaxy, let's call it a tablet. It, it's different. I'm not used to Galaxy. I have an iPad and iPhone, so I'm used to that kind of a search, but I'm still learning. Because it, I, I'm still learning. So anyways, I'm going to use a tablet to pull the stories up. Um, as opposed to my phone. So, let's see how this goes, right? Oh, where did I just see that one? It was Eau Claire. No. It's about a bridge. I don't care about the bridge. Uh, bloody walls. No. No, no. Oh. Welcome to my nightmare. Damn it, I just saw some unseen roommate. Okay, I want to make sure I didn't read that before. Let's see what this one is. Uns to 2018. Kind of short, which is cool. Gives me more time to read more. Do you guys have any resolutions for the new year? I mean, do you even do that? I don't. I stopped doing that years and years ago. Every day is a resolution. <laughs> Weight loss, eat better, blah, blah, blah. It's all the same, right? Make more friends, not. All right, so this one is called Poltergeist. Oh, no, it's not. Unseen Roommate. I don't think I've read it before, but we'll see how it goes. I'll find out in a minute, right? Just out of high school, I moved to Green Bay to go to a technical college. I had rented an apartment with one of my best friends from high school. Two women on their own for the first time. We rented a furnished apartment on the west side of Green Bay, close to school. It had been very it had been a very eventful first couple of weeks. So when the things are so that so, yeah, so when the things started happening, it didn't even surprise us. Excuse me. The first incident was when we came home from school, we opened the coat the coat closet, placed our coats on the hangers and closed the door behind me. I remember leaning against the door being so wiped out from a long day. We went on with our night. Later that evening, while watching TV on the couch, our back to the closet, we heard the screeching. We heard the screeching first, looked over to see where it was coming from. We saw the closet door slowly opening. I screamed for my roommate to go over and see what <laughs> uh, to see what was what it was doing. She said, "No way." We both sat froze, frozen, awaiting whatever was going to come out of the closet, and nothing came. I jumped over the back of the couch and slammed the door back shut without ever looking 
at what was inside. We had been living there a couple months now without any other incidents, but we noticed, sorry, that we noticed. Oh God, guys, I swear I didn't drink anything. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we had finished dinner, washed the dishes, and then had gone back in the living room to work on our projects for school. My roommate had gotten had gotten up to go to the bathroom. I heard the glass shattering in the kitchen. I looked over to find one of our dining, our dinner glasses shattering at the edge. Shat what? I looked over to find one of our dinner glasses shattered at the edge of the kitchen. It was almost to the point where the kitchen had... What the fuck? I was almost to the point where the kitchen and living room met. If it would have just fallen off the dish drainer, it could have never made it that feet, five feet across the room. Hmm? After that, we had a male friend who was also going to, going to the same school come to stay with us. I started sleeping in the living room since it was the only one-bedroom apartment. We were having a hard time fitting three beds in one room. All right, so I started at... God, guys, I'm tired already. I started at the point of talking in my sleep... I don't remember ever talking to this person, but my roommate would be up watching TV after I had gone to bed and hearing me have conversations with this person. I was also sleepwalking. I moved back home a couple months after we finished school. They never mentioned having anything happen after I moved out. I haven't had any problems sleepwalking ever since. Putting the phone down, guys. So, that could be... I don't know. That was a weird story. It was okay, but... I don't know. Not one of my favorites. <laughs> Ghost of Mr. Maples. I think I reviewed that last time. Red Dots. Shadow Girl. Attack in the Night. I'm going to read the first couple of sentences. And a Shadow Friend. The Alpine. This isn't super scary, just kind of unusual. What was it? Ow! Fuck you, ads. 2008. Oh, I love these stories are short. I hope you guys care. I'll move the phone here. Oh, oh, there we go. It's still recording. Shit. <laughs> I I hit the side button. I'm like, no. Okay, yeah, that's right. Sorry. All right. So 2008, Wisconsin. This isn't super, this isn't a super scary story. Just kind of unusual. Well, about two years ago when I was pregnant with my daughter, we decided to spend a weekend on the Wisconsin Peninsula in Door County. As a child, my husband went to stay at this hotel called Alpine, Alpine, right on the bay. When we got there, I thought it looked like, like it could have been a motel from The Shining. We went in our room and it was really outdated, but charming in a charming way. The 13-inch TV even had a knob you had to turn without a remote, and no cable. Oh my God! The first evening we were there, the false ceiling tiles started bouncing around. We joked. We joked that the place might be haunted. Sure, it sure looked like it should be, uh, considering the age of it. Well, we ex we explained it. Oh, what the fuck? We explained it away to air pressure vents. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm just just reading what I'm reading and seeing. The next part, though, I still can't explain. I've always been an early riser, so whenever I stay at hotels, it's really hard because I'm about about three hours before the normal person on vacation. I don't know about you guys, but when you go on your vacation, like your first night, when you go on vacation, you can't sleep or shit because you're in a new environment, right? And the second night, you're like, okay, 
You sleep a little bit better, but yeah, I get it. Waking up early. Hotel's all quiet. You don't hear any movement. It's so peaceful. All right. So she wakes up about three hours before a normal person. Now I was laying there about 5.30 when I heard the door open. I looked up, thought it sounded like it was outside of our room. In the round mirror of the waterfall dresser facing our bed. I could see a door open with a light on the other side of it. Well, the mirror is basically facing me above the bed a little bit. I looked above myself at the wall and around the room for the matter. And three, there's obviously no, not a door or any light source that could have originated from it. The light in the doorway of the mirror opened and shut a couple of times. And then after about 30 seconds, it was gone. I could hear it open and shut. But like I said, it sounded like it was outside the room. It didn't scare me. I just thought it was really neat and couldn't explain it. I, I, I confused. I confused. I don't get it. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not reading these right. Hmm. All right. Okay. See, there's a closet. I read that last time. Let's go to page three. Entity doing as I say. Hmm. Footsteps. That's always a good one, right? Uh, I wish I haven't read that before. I may have because I like those titles. The Great Grandparents' House, Uncle Tom, Doors and Windows Opening on Their Own, Barn Ghost, Oh, Barn, barn Ghost Times Two, Lady with the Horses, My Bedroom, Barn Ghost Again, Ghost in the Mirror, let's read that one, 2007. I like that these are short. I mean, usually I pick the long ones, but I'm doing pretty good so far. One day, my child came home from school, and he told me he found a ghost game that you play with a mirror. But I didn't believe in ghosts at the time. So, that night, when he had his friends sleep over, they both went to the bathroom to play the game. While they played, I heard something creaking, some, heard some creaking sounds around the house. Our house is very old, so I'm used to those kinds of sounds. Later that night, they said... They saw a ghost in the mirror. Well, of course, I didn't believe them, but they wanted to. They wanted me to play, so I forced to play the game with them. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. We all went into the bathroom and turned off the lights. A minute later, I looked in the mirror, so shocked to see someone or something was coming, coming after us. I reached for the light, but it was too dark to see where the switch was. Okay, if it's your bathroom, you guys. You know your bathrooms, right? You know where your switches are. I can stand in my bathroom right now and I know exactly where the switch is. Just saying. When I finally found the switch, the lights automatically turned on. Well, I hope they would turn on. Goodness. The boys were frozen with fear and the mirror was shattered to pieces. I've never felt so scared in my entire life. My child will never play the game again. And the scariest part is our house, our house is old. Okay. The scariest part is our house is old. All right. All right. Doors. The barn ghost. Did that one. Apartment remembered. See. Backyard aura. The falling lunchbox. Hmm. Water heater materialization. Free fingers. Park Street apartment by that Kodak again. Oh, that's it? Three pages of Wisconsin? Come on. 
Aw, poo. Well, that was lame. Lame-o. Well, guys, that's it for Wisconsin. <laughs> as much as, and you know how many times I've heard and read, well, Wisconsin was haunted state in the world. Whatever, it's such BS. BS. Let's see, what is this one? The Haunted Mantle Clock. Ohio. Oh, this year, guys, in September. Oh, boy. I got a recent one. Now, this didn't happen to me, but to my late husband. Oh, John. What was his name? Back when he, when he was 16 years old. Now, in 1962, his mother, Mary, was recently widowed for a couple of years when she re remarried Tom. Well, they moved into a house in East Lake, Ohio. Your average normal-sized house with three bedrooms. Perry, of course. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm so off. Of course, Mary had a lot of personal possessions from her late husband, Chuck. One of them being a beautiful solid oak mantle clock from the Black Forest, from the Black Forest in Germany. He treasured that clock and took it and took immaculate care of it, making sure it was always kept wound up to chime on the hour. When he became very ill and knew he didn't have long, he told her that after he went, that he wanted her to keep the clock wound, never let it run down. If she did, he hoped he would come back to haunt them. Alrighty. Well, they set up the housekeeping in the new residence. John was 16 and his sister Beth was 12. For a while, Mary or John would wind the clock. However, they were still arranging everything in the house as well as getting new items, such as some new furniture. On top of that, John and Beth were going to new schools, making new friends, etc., etc. Thank you. Not quite one year into settling into a new house, they neglected to wind the clock. Uh-oh. All right. This clock was very Bavarian in appearance with ornate scrolled woodwork all around the face with flowers and birds on either side. Under the face of the clock, there were a pendulum swung back and forth. The pendulum had a maple leaf on the bottom of it. Sounds pretty, doesn't it, you guys? Well, during one day while having dinner and a conversation, the clock began chiming. It wasn't wound. This perplexed them, but they brushed it off as a fluke. However, the clock kept chiming on the hour. Now, determined to figure the mystery out, John and Tom began inspecting it to see if there was something mechanical that they have maybe overlooked. They couldn't find any mechanical cause, any mechanical cause to account for it. However, they still did not wind it, wind it since they... Oh, since the key got misplaced. Oh, no. From moving in, they couldn't locate it. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, they still had some boxes that were packed because they had to figure out where, you know, for certain items, whatever. Aye! The clock still... The clock remained silent for the rest of the day. It began chiming around 2 in the morning, much to their dismay and confusion... They stuck it in a linen closet in a box thinking that it would resolve the issue. However, the clock began chiming every hour on the hour. <laughs> Mary was beginning to get quite upset with it. She started to think that it was haunted by her late husband, Chuck. He said he would haunt them if they didn't keep it wound. Well, John poo-pooed <laughs> poo that idea. He didn't think an item, quote-unquote, could be haunted. To make sure it wouldn't chime any more, they removed the pendulum and put it back in the box at the back of the linen closet. Problem solved. Or so he thought. The clock began to chime a, a couple hours later. They couldn't believe it. 
John pulled the clock out of the box in the closet only to observe that even though the pendant was removed, that the little arm that the pendant was mounted was mounted uh was mounted was tick ticking back and forth. Tick 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 tick. He showed it to everybody. Well by this time Mary was in tears. She couldn't stand it anymore. The clock began to depress her as it reminded her of Chuck. Also the fact that it appeared to be really haunted and started to unnerve everybody. The decision was made to sell it. Within a week or so, the clock was sold to someone and taken out of the house. Now, John and Mary told told me that they always wondered if the clock continued its unusual behavior after it was removed from, the, removed from them and to the new location. Or did Chuck go with it? Uh, he, Mary, Beth, and Tom did believe that the clock was haunted. They didn't hear anything about it after that and didn't really want to know. Some things are better left alone in the long run. That was interesting, right? Hmm. Haunted clock. Yeah, items can be haunted. Totally. Totally, totally, totally. Uh, what do we got here? Ironborn and drowning? Hmm. Ghost disappears uh, through closet door. Excuse me. Let's try this one. New Jersey this year. At this time, I was 14 and did a great amount of babysitting. One of the families I babysat for was very close neighbors that lived diagonally across the street from my house at Edith and Frank. Therefore, they were foster parents of four children at the time. Now, it was a Monday, June 17, 1968. Again, I was 14 at this time. As kids, we were very close, Edith and Frank, close to Edith and Frank, and called them aunt and uncle. Even they were not actually family. Well, yes, we understand that. Ah, it wasn't, it wasn't an unusual day. I'd gone to school, got home in the afternoon. My mom had just gotten home from a little shopping with Aunt Ed. Okay, well, I don't care. Aye. Okay, next. She got a frantic call from Uncle Frank to come over right away. My mom dropped everything, went across the street. Uncle Frank, Uncle Frank had called the ambulance. Aunt Ed was not breathing. Blah, blah, blah. Heaven passed away. Okay. I continued to babysit and especially spent a bunch of time with Uncle Frank to give him helping hands with the foster kids. The next Friday, June 28th, this is long, you guys, I was sitting for Uncle Frank as he had to go out and do some things. It was especially strange since I was watching TV. After I got the kids in bed, I have to say, it was not, I was not fond of the, fond of the dark. It was a very weird being... It was very weird being in the house and missing Aunt Eddie. She she died, you guys. <laughs> in case you haven't figured that out. <sighs> this is the part that scares the, the living daylights out of me. And to this day, I'm still scared. And I'm 69 now. This still freaks me out. I heard a noise upstairs. The baby was in the far bedroom in the crib, and that was it. I heard a little whimpering from that room. I went upstairs, turn, turned right down the hall, and left into the room. I didn't turn the lights on, but I could see. I, but I could still see with a little bit of light from the hallway. Standing in front of the crib, looking in the crib, stood Aunt Eddie. Edie, sorry. She looked like she would. She looked like you would think a ghost would look. Airy, somewhat white, see-through. She turned to me, looked at me, turned around, and floated right through the closet door. 
I couldn't believe it what I had just seen. With all my strength, I opened the closet door to check, and she had disappeared. Oh, my God. I ran downstairs, went to the kitchen, grabbed the wall phone, and called my mom across the street. She came over right away and spent the rest of the evening with me. After that experience, yes, I do believe Aunt Edie had unfinished business since she died so suddenly to check on the kids. Well, and scared me half to death. Okay. Thank you for sharing your stories. I appreciate it. Ay, ay, ay. Why did it come to me? Water Street. <laughs> Spokane, it's Washington. I'm going to go back to Wisconsin, but there's no other stories. Tap on the leg. Past Christmas, Christmas visitation, nightgown, foreign language in the night, the old family hill. What's that? Creepy yellow house on North Main. 1970s horror home in historic Massachusetts. Let's go there. Twas posted last year. See if I can meddle through this one, guys. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> me, 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 me. I'm sure you guys can hear me, right? Right? I hope so. I moved the phone around, so sorry. All right. Several years ago, I had posted an account of my experience with my stepbrother's childhood home titled similar to this one. My stepbrother is visiting for the holidays, and it led us to, the re to recount our experiences in this home. I had also found photos of the of inside of the home which I can share if anyone would like to see them for the from a real estate listing to recap the home was built in 1970 no 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 oh my god to recap the home was built in 1750 and is located in historic seaside village in Massachusetts where I grew up other than my stepdad who lived in the house with his family for nearly 10 years prior to his divorce family have come and gone families have come and gone the house has been for sale twice in the last five years and never seems to be able to maintain occupancy despite having undergone renovations i question if those due to the i question if this is due to the presence of other elements in the home from the moment i stepped foot in the home as a child i immediately met i was immediately met with a sensation that the house was haunted and i felt deeply uncomfortable being left alone yeah, uh, and, and now in the oldest part of the house, it made it very awkward, especially upstairs. It constantly felt like as if no matter where you went, there was something glaring at you or ready to jump out at you every time you enter a different room or turn the corner. I was always on high alert due to this unwaving sensa sensation. And for the longest time, everyone had told me that I was the only person who experienced these feelings. Paragraph two. It turns out that it's... N that it, it turns out that this is not the case. My stepbrother and his friends, many of whom I also knew from childhood, experienced them as well. From the back of the house, looking up, my stepfather always felt especially... Wait, 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 wait. Let me start over. From the back of the house, looking up, my stepfather always felt especially at night. As if there was... An unseen entity in one of the upstairs windows staring at him, and he felt a constant compulsion to look up at the window as he's walking to the back door of the home. I think that's kind of natural. Your eyes just want to glance up, you guys. I, I think that's kind of natural, to be honest with you. 
Now, the window corresponded to the upstairs hallway, which I was deathly afraid of as a child and where I felt the majority of activity in the home was con where the home where it was concentrated the activity. God. I also just found out that the majority of his friends refused to be alone upstairs in the house. All right. Uh, let's see here. I knew that my stepbrother had so at some point moved from his room upstairs to downstairs room in the back of the house, which is part of more recent addition. And that he did this because he believed the upstairs was haunted, but he never explained exactly what he was experiencing. Let's see. Um, he had heard the doorknob turn when nobody was in the room. Uh, the door on his own would start to slowly creak open. Uh, what else is going on in this house here? The stepdad and his ex-wife used to have have this a cabin uh, full of antiques locked. There's dolls, dishes, plates, which the uh, that they kept all their antiques in. I'm kind of skipping ahead, ahead here, guys. The cabinet was locked. Um, one of the keys, a big deal, was because every time the cabinet, every item in the cabinet was antique and expensive. One day, I remember stepping. My stepdad went into the cabinet to remove one of the antique dolls with the intention of selling it to a collector. While doing so, found that one of the plates among the largest... Oh, my God, guys. It was cracked almost down the middle, but not enough to shatter. The final experience I remember that I had not originally attributed to the paranormal was that in the creepy upstairs hallway was a small door, which was about four feet in height, which led into a cross space which is used for storage. I never went in there, nor would I imagine doing so. But my stepdad mentioned that one of the last weeks they lived in the house, he attempted to open the door to get an item out of the cross space and since the uh, cross space as they were packing, but the door just wouldn't open. The knob would turn. He could not push the door, push the door open instead of pulling it pushes. Okay. As if someone on the other side was pressing the weight against the door to wedge it shut. This cross space was connected to another upstairs room, so he crawled around the space and accessed the door from the other side. There's nothing blocking it. I have an explanation for that. My stepfather refuses to believe to believe the house is haunted. One day he sat in the upstairs room asking any spirit to reveal themselves, but nothing did. But even he admits that he would get creepy feelings in the back of his neck where every hair stood on the on the you know on the back of your neck where it stands up. Um the house was 250 years old and looked haunted so why wouldn't it not be okay lame all right so that's that for that we're done with that okay that why don't these ipads and stuff hold their battery okay guys so <laughs> you have a house that's what what do you say built in 1800s a lot of these doors they swell because of age and they're old doors the original doors like my house has original doors so they swell some doors are hard to get open and close so the whole thing about somebody pushing on the other end no i can almost bet that door was swollen it's in a crawl space which is usually in a closet of some sort was swollen see that's like <sighs> totally overreacting you guys excuse me um that was completely May you have to agree with me on that one, right? Just because the door won't open doesn't mean that there's a freaking ghost holding it shut. It it common sense. There's it's the age of the house that's making a door swell. Done. Debunked. Totally debunked. 
Kind of a lame story. Sorry about that, you guys. I don't know what I'm getting into sometimes, as you know, when I read these stories. Some are like, they go on and on and on. And it's like, get to the bloody point already. So there were there were some good ones. Last podcast was better. I agree uh, with myself. <laughs> stories were much better. Um, wasn't too happy with these stories. I was really hoping for better Wisconsin ones because, like I said, if you go online, I'll say Wisconsin most haunted city. Whatever, it's bullshit. We're not the most haunted state. I would say Louisiana, uh, Massachusetts, Missouri. That way, I would say it's more haunted than we are. Yeah, we're an old state, but I think they're a little bit older and they have a hell of a lot more activity than we do. So, um, there's something I was going to say. Like, I watch uh, Expedition Unknown with Josh Gates. You guys know I love Josh Gates, right? Right. So, uh, he does, these, you know, he goes on expeditions and he finds, tries to find treasure and all that. He is on... um discovery so anyways he goes these like ireland and fucking scotland and the netherlands when they're talking about these these churches that are still erect built in the 1400 not like 4000 bc and 4000 ad it's like oh my god and out here in america our homes i think the oldest we can get is 1700s you know like 1770 that Nothing older than that. So when we say, oh, my house is really old, it's like, no, you got nothing. Their homes are 400 years old. It's like, oh, my God. So just And that these buildings are just amazing. And the history, just too bad I'm not in the traveling because I would love to just, I don't know, go to one of those places and experience and touch the walls and weird, right? (laughs) I don't know. I guess it could be. So let's see. I don't know. Excuse me. I'll try and do a, a podcast Sunday. Uh, I'll try and get it there. If you guys have any stories, man, feel free to share with me. P-A-T-T-Y-I-N-W at gmail.com. I promise I won't stumble around as bad as these I did today. Yeesh. I even got my junk, junk and Duncan. So feel free. Uh, the house has been quiet. Nothing unusual to report. Everything's been mellow. Diana's been very quiet. Uh, oh, you know what I was going to tell you guys? I finally did it. I put the pendulum on my ceiling fan uh, chain. And work was slow, so I stood up. Okay, and I had my palm maybe about an inch away from the tip of the pendulum. <laughs> if I can figure out how to film that, I would, but I can't figure that out. Um, I had my hand there, and I was asking, is my hair blonde? Because you're always supposed to start off with a question that you know is the incorrect answer. And I'm not kidding you guys. The pendulum started to move. Nothing like woo woo woo. No, no. Small movement, you guys, but it literally started to fucking move and then I got a call. The hardest part is standing there with your hand up, you know, free cuz you got to kind of like support your elbow cuz like oh my god, my arm is tired. But it really did move, you guys. And it it's a heavy crystal. So like when the heater's on, my bat moves around. That makes sense, right? Just light air, old windows. This thing is heavy crystal. Nothing's going to move unless you push it. And it was kind of really cool. And I was like, okay, am I like Am I like imagining it? So I moved my head and to put it, you know, to, to see if I'm like, okay, 
am I, it, what, it was moving. Like I said, then I got a call. So that was pretty cool. There was actual movement on the pendulum. Um, as you can hear my voice, I'm looking up at it right now. I'll do a screenshot if you want. I'll put it on my Facebook page. Wisconsin investigators of the supernatural. So yeah, that was cool. So I got that experiment down. But that's an ongoing experiment. Just like um, Diana. She's an ongoing experiment. Uh, everything I do here is always ongoing. It's never like, nope, I'm done. No, no, no. Still ongoing. So that was pretty cool. If you guys have any pendulum stories or any ghost stories or uh, tarot stories or anything like that, feel free to share with me. Um, yeah, if you guys want the tarot read, let me know and I'll do that again. If you want Michael's information, uh, tarot by Michael, I think it's called, and you want a reading, let me know. Again, I don't know what he charges, but if you're into that, cool. If you're not, that's cool too. No worries. Okay, guys, I think I'm going to go ahead and start my day now. So you guys have a wonderful week. Enjoy your retirement, semi-retirement, whatever you're doing. And you in the UK, hello, you know who you are. Uh, What else? (laughs) That's all I got, guys. That's it. So everyone take care. Thank you for taking about 37 minutes out of your day. Sorry that the beginning of the podcast was extremely bumpy. And the stories were really kind of not the best, but... You can always fast forward to the end. (laughs) Anyways, you guys, everyone take care. And this is Mrs. Paranormal signing off.